This is Amy, and this is the Talk About God podcast, and I don't know, I, I would say I'm not the only one that feels this way, but there's something about sadness that we all run from, like the plague, and I'm not, I mean, obviously it's unpleasant, right? Nobody likes to feel sad, but it's real. It's a true emotion. It's an emotion that God gave us, just like anger or fear or, you know, happiness. Like, these are all God-given emotions, and so one would think that it, on some level, with that being the case, it serves a purpose. Um, at least I would like to think it all serves a purpose, and I just can't help but think about how quick we are to run from any emotion that we feel is negative. Um, Hurt, anger, sadness, these things that the world tells us we have to be happy, right? If you're a Christian, you're supposed to be the happiest people on the planet. You should be happy. And while somewhat true, um, not that we should be happy in our circumstances here, but happy in knowing where our hope lies and knowing our future and the way all of this ends and the fact that Jesus is going to put things right. There is a plan, there is a design, and in the end it will all be good. Um, I notice that I personally do all my best growing in pain. So that's yet another negative thing, right? Like, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad. How can it be good? Um, And I'm not saying wallow. I'm not saying to like just lie in it. But I've noticed in my own life when I am hurt deeply, when something makes me deeply sad, I have already maintained, <laughs> I will continue to maintain, I cry when I reach what I like to call stupid levels of emotion, okay? What do I mean by that? If I get stupid happy, if I get so happy, I just cannot, there are no words, like, uh, it comes out my eyes. If I get stupid sad, Again, it comes out my eyes. If I get stupid angry, it comes out my eyes. Um, Stupid scared, it comes out my eyes. So our world tells us that our tears are weakness. That if we cry, something has to be wrong. And I genuinely don't believe that. Why? Jesus wept. It is written that Jesus wept. Now, he wept out of loss. It was mourning for Lazarus, right? But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus indeed wept. If Jesus himself was vulnerable and allowed that emotion to be expressed in that manner, then that tells me crying is not inherently wrong. It's not bad. And it should spur us in to some sort of action. 
like mourning is important. It helps you to grieve. It helps you to move on. And so when we find ourselves just in the trenches, as I like to call it, where you are just, you are struggling and you do not understand maybe why, um, it just doesn't make any sense why you feel the way you do. Just know that feelings lie. That is scripturally sound. Feelings do lie. Doesn't mean they don't serve a purpose. It just means that we are called to take our thoughts captive. We are called to control our tongue um, and our emotions. Just like it's not okay to act out of anger. It's not okay to, I don't know, think about lighting something on fire to be destructive in your anger and doing it. Like that would not be acceptable. Now, to get angry and to cry and to talk to God about it, all perfectly acceptable. Absolutely. Because in the end, you're going to learn something. You're going to move past it and you're going to grow which is very important. I think that the generation I'm watching grow up now um, in their childhood as it exists, they are so gunshot, we all are, to experience anything negative. Whether that's somebody, whether that's somebody disagreeing with you, where you, um, don't feel accepted because someone just straight out told you you were wrong or your viewpoint was wrong or otherwise um which I really would like to think that I don't need to clarify but someone disagreeing with your point of view or perspective is not hate it's not it's called human there are so many viewpoints in the world you will never agree with every single one of them. So someone else disagreeing with you, that's not hate. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily convince you to think a different way, but maybe it helps you to see things a little differently. Seeing things from a different perspective can actually be really amazing and really beneficial. Um, you know, there I've got friends who are, you know, Jehovah's Witness. I've got friends who are... Jewish, got, you know, I know Catholics, like, I love our disagreements. We disagree with one another in love. Um, we never belittle one another. We are never what I consider brutally honest. We're honest and we filter it through love based on our own personal experiences and perspectives. Um, on the world and the fact that we we have different life experiences like we are not all the exact same human and that's good but the generation that's growing up now is even gun shy to feel sad because there is this spirit of victimhood I guess going around and then the spirit of just suicide that is literally plaguing our young people. It is awful. And I think it's because we don't know how to be sad. 
we have experienced so much good over so many generations um, now. Just, well, you know, at least my parents had it pretty darn good. Um, I like to think my generation had it really good. And the generation that's coming up is just living in what seems to be a bit of chaos. Um, I don't remember it being like this when I was younger. I, it could have been that I was just shielded from a lot of stuff, maybe. But even in my household where I genuinely make the effort to shield my children from the insanity of this world, I still see the anxiety that plagues them. And I don't remember being that anxious when I was a kid. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I had like the normal worries of like failing the test and whatever, but just they worry about much bigger things now than what they should ever have to as young people. And when sadness comes, the world tells them that if you feel sad, then you're depressed. And if you're depressed, then naturally you need medication. And this is not a new song and dance. This is something that I even struggled with as a um, teen and young adult. Um, and it wasn't until I got into young adulthood after struggling with it off and on for so long that I decided that I would try medication. Now, please don't take this as all medication is bad, all medication is wrong. It is not. Like, there, there's a time and a place and God is amazing and modern technology, I hate to tell you, we did not come up with it all on our own. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not that conceited to think that my brain is so amazing that I could do all of these things um, and accomplish anything without God. So, regardless, um, I personally tried medicating, um, be it a awful stint of self-medication um, that, of course, gets you nowhere, and then turning to pharmaceutical means um, under the directive of a doctor, and the only thing it did was strip me of my ability to feel at all. And some would say, and don't get me wrong, there are times that I'm sure numb is better than the alternative. Uh, I will never discredit that. But I also know that when I turn to God, when I think about it psychologically, knowing that you cannot be grateful and anything else at the same time. So I cannot actively be grateful and sad or otherwise. Then maybe it's a lot simpler than what we may have originally thought. Not to say that being grateful is going to fix everybody's problems and not to say that everybody necessarily can even find things that they're grateful for. Because don't get me wrong, been in the trenches before. I've, you know, I've lived life and life is not easy. But I think that sometimes we give up too fast. I did. I gave up way too fast and it wasn't until I lost all of myself that I realized that what I really needed was him. 
that I needed to come, not lose myself, but come to the end of me, to be humble enough to acknowledge that, guess what? Yes, I feel sad, but I have breath in my lungs. I have, you know, friends who love me. I have, you know, something as simple as a mode of transportation a car that gets me where I need to go and back, which is also very amazing. Um, I didn't always have these things. I have a roof over my head, which is more than a lot of people could say. So just remembering the ways, the things that I can be thankful for, the reasons to be grateful, grateful for the sacrifice that Christ made on that cross, grateful to a perfect, holy, just and righteous God who saw that there was no way I would be able to make make it through on my own, who saw that I was destined for hell uh, without a savior. And then not only did he see it, but he, he acted on it. He sent a savior and not just any savior, his own son to die for me. You know, that's, that's massive when you really think deeply on that. And then remembering that If we're supposed to take our thoughts captive, we're also supposed to meditate on the Word of God. And it's not like meditate in the way that I think of when I think meditate. It's more like you think about God's Word, not just, oh, I'm thinking about the Bible. You actively focus on what it says. So scripture, you try to memorize verses, you spend time reading the word, you listen to it, you you go to it when things are rough. You know, I was thinking about crying today, like, not like, oh, I should cry, just like tears in general and what purpose they serve. And there's a verse in, um, I believe it's Psalm 56, if memory serves, that tells you that God stores your tears. He keeps them. He stores them. They are like a record of sorts, of hurts that he will one day resolve. So they serve a purpose. Even if I don't understand why they're coming out of me, even if, you know, I just feel sad and have no explanation whatsoever as to why exactly or what the problem is or where it even came from, God knows. Um, those are things to be thankful for. Honestly, I, I don't know. I just get a lot of comfort in knowing that there is not a lot that we experience in this life that is completely useless when it comes to eternity. And for that, every experience is worthwhile, even the bad. If my bad experiences here are what help me to have compassion for others around me, then they're worth it. If um, my heartache here helps me to mourn with those who mourn, to be with those who suffer, then yeah, let's do it. I mean, my own 
my own personal history and struggles have helped me as a wife to be with my husband and walk with him through his own seasons of struggle in a way that I would never have been able to in a way that few will ever understand and that's okay <laughs> it's not that um, anybody has to understand it's just I'm on the other side looking back over some of the biggest heartaches in my life and realize that they were they were preparation for a later season and for that I'm, I'm grateful so just take heart and lean in to God's word. When you are sitting there in the trench and feeling sad and crying and not understanding why, um, one, know that you're not alone. Also, get in the word. I know that I say it a lot, but it's so very important. Remember to be thankful and grateful, like make an effort in that moment when you are struggling with those feelings to take your thoughts and your feelings captive. Don't just, don't get me wrong. If you need to sit and get it out, get it out. But at some point, you got to pick yourself up. And when you do, remember what you can be thankful for. Even if it's something as simple as the sun is shining. Or I'm thankful for the rain. Or I'm thankful for the nap I'm about to have. Or whatever. Be thankful. Because there is a purpose. And maybe that's what you're thankful for. You're thankful that even though you don't understand... There is a purpose for this moment that God will one day reveal to you. And you can be thankful in advance for that. The word will never return void. It's impossible. So as always, in the word, know that you're not alone. Spend time praying. Pray and read. Um, I ask, I encourage you to do it daily. And I know how hard it is. I I get it. I've got a full busy life and a busy schedule. And I desperately <laughs> want a nap. So I get it. Um, but it's so very important. It's so important. Everything changes when you lean into him. And I mean that with sincerity everything changes even if you don't feel it because don't get me wrong I get in my word most days I can't even say every day most days I, there are days like one out of every seven at times that I struggle and I don't make it in there um, every morning I end up catching it later um, but regardless there are days that I too feel like I'm going through the motions that I am I read and I feel like I'm just checking that off and moving on but there has got to be something said for obedience that just because you don't feel it at work does not mean that your obedience is overlooked um, does not mean that he's not there with you doesn't mean anything again feelings lie so take heart heart and get in the word God bless